Doubt. In 1899, Missouri Congressman Willard Vandiver declared that I come from a state that raises corn and cotton, cockleburs and Democrats, and frothy eloquence neither convinces nor satisfies me. I'm from Missouri, and you've got to show me. I, too, am from Missouri, the show-me state. We are doubtful of many claims, and we insist that you prove it to us, that you show me that your claim is a true one. When products are offered with a lifetime guarantee, I always ask, whose lifetime, yours or mine? When supposedly outdoor furniture, appliances, and games are offered, I have learned that outdoor in Israel with a strong burning sun is not the same as outdoor in Buffalo or Iceland. When someone says they need five minutes of my time, I figure they will really take up half an hour. I am doubtful, especially having been fooled and misled many times over the years. They say, let the buyer beware, so best to be on guard and do your due diligence when making a purchase or investment. Be doubtful, especially of bombastic claims. There is a good reason why so many real estate sales contracts protect the seller by saying explicitly that the property is being sold as is. Be skeptical, be doubtful, but not when it comes to God. There is hardly anything in this world that's 100%. If it was 100% obvious that God is the one and only and that the Torah is his word, there would hardly be reward and punishment, for we would not have much choice in what we do. Belief in God, Torah, Judaism inherently involves a leap of faith, even if only a minor one. And we are rewarded for that leap of faith as well. Yes, our faith-based religion has many solid proofs augmenting it, including my father told me and his father told him and his father told him back to the revelation at Mount Sinai. But these proofs may not convince a jury or the average guy in the street. God wants us to believe, to constantly work on our belief, and to talk directly to God. Attending daily synagogue services, studying Torah each and every day, observing Shabbat and kosher dietary laws, donning tzitzis and tefillin, all help to reinforce our belief and to dispel any doubts that a person may have. Our task is to remove that doubt. One of the ways Chazal interpreted the Torah is by way of gematria, the system of matching the total numerical value of the Hebrew letters in a Torah word with that of another word. Rabbis and commoners over the years have stretched this idea into matching phrases or multiple words with other multiple or single words, but in Chazal, we only find one word to one word comparisons. For example, Yaakov Avinu says, Im lovan garti, and Chazal, quoted by Rashi, interprets garti as taryag, with the same total numerical value. In this case, it is even the same four letters in a different arrangement. And at the end of this uh, week's Parsha, we are instructed to wipe out any remembrance of Amalek, the evil nation. Rav Biederman points out that Amalek has the same gematria as Suffolk, doubt, each having a total numerical value of 240. Amalek tries to breed doubt into us Jews and push us away from God. We are told to wipe Amalek out, to erase the evil drive that instills doubt within us. We are not able to physically wipe out the nation of Amalek today, but we can certainly make a strong effort to erase the doubt that Amalek poisons us with by concentrating on becoming better servants of God as the high holidays approach. Shabbat Shalom.